0: Look at this! Look at this Halloween edition of a Wet T-Shirt Podcast.
1: I can't see shit. No, it looks so trippy. You don't need drugs. This, these things, steampunk glasses that make it like a kaleidoscope, and it's rainbow tinted, and there are, you know, like. Bohemian Rhapsody video where it's got the four heads around. That's me. I'm like four, like on the screen, and you're in the middle of it.
0: And I'm a clown. Yikes. <laughs> and I'm Candace Black.
1: And I'm Vinnie Poison. Wait. I'm not Vinnie Poison tonight. I don't
0: know.
1: I am some guy that was in Marilyn manson for a minute <laughs> 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 and then just got fired or maybe he's still kind of off and on but you don't know his name that's who i am um i was God, i was gonna be i was gonna be trent reznor but i don't look like trent reznor i just was like i saw closer i was like okay i'm gonna get some steampunk glasses Get a wig, shave my beard, put on a lacy skull mesh top with my pajamas underneath, and I'll be Trent Reznor. But this shit did not work. <laughs> what are you?
0: Um, I'm actually a clown. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because we're talking about dangerous toys today, and their mascot was a scary clown and originally i was definitely gonna go and be like way scarier than i than this turned out um what happened i don't know it's scary i am scary i'm frightening cool 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 i mean some people are just scared of clowns
1: yeah i mean because the mouth is so big looking here, you know, like it could open up really really huge you know and have a bunch of teeth and shit
0: i was actually going to do this huge one like this and draw teeth on, but I didn't have I didn't have a good amount of white. You know what I mean? Mm. Could make them teeth. Womp womp. I have teeth though. I do have teeth already. So wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Built in.
1: We're super stoked about <laughs> Halloween at my house. We totally went to one of those major Halloween stores, forget the name of it last night and they have like all the big animatronic where you step on the little pad i mean you'd have to deliberately step on it like four times to find the spot you know and then it jumps out at you and moves <laughs> and the kids loved it and we all got our halloween costumes we are literally on fire like the very first day it wasn't even october yet i mean last night september 30th we're like yes halloween is here Mm-hmm. I have multiple costumes in store for this journey. Through hard rock from the era by which we focus. And it's gotta be like scary or related to a horror movie or on the soundtrack or what else?
0: I, as someone who has fancied herself a DJ, For most of my adult life, I have put together many, many Halloween playlists and for me, if you can't find something that's about Halloween or about murder or about, you know, wolves or something, you know, kind of specific, um, then I I find that if, if, it, if they say something about bones in the title or, you know, something, you know, that just kind of relates in some way, then it works. So you're gonna see that while we would normally take a journey through these artists' um, catalog and kind of just pick the things that stand out to us, starting today in, and for the month of October, my selections are geared toward that. They ha- There has to be something about them that makes them work in my Halloween playlist criteria. <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great and I kind of like the challenge instead of just being like this is a song that rocks having like a little bit of a Some criteria that you've got to look out for makes it a little bit extra fun, you know
1: So show I'm excited and um Although I listened to, I did totally listen to Dangerous Toys and stuff. I didn't go through, so I don't even really know what you're going to show me because when you when you sent me the list, I thought, I kind of want to be surprised by this because they're not, we're kind of like, I don't know, it's so thematic. I was like, I just want to let it happen, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah originally I was just gonna do it like a normal episode and be like okay we're in costume and this and that and so we're gonna talk about this and we're gonna talk about teasing and pleasing and you know the other hits and whatever whatever um and I was really surprised I know that that you had this record because um, I I recognize so much of the music from it um but yeah they have more music than I that I knew about um A lot of fun things that happened along the way Uh, not a very long career at all I mean they're still playing together right now but yeah they they haven't made a lot of new music since the 90s but before we get into that even though it's Halloween season um, I have some housekeeping Um, it's funny I was cutting up And trying to get caught up with like YouTube clips um, in the last few days. And going back over the Aussie episode from last week. I'm over there talking about Judas Priest. Like uploading this to YouTube. Like the Judas Priest tour is even a possibility. The biggest news of the week was that um, Richie Faulkner hospitalized with a major heart condition. Um, Reading about it um a little bit later on as more information came out
1: who, who is this who's richie faulkner? Richie
0: faulkner is uh he plays a judas priest and he you know i thought that he was actually older than he is um he's 41 years old whoa that's how old i am right right and he's, uh, he's one of the lead guitar players for, um, Judas Priest right now. He is,
1: uh... can't be an, can't be an original member. No. At 41?
0: No. <laughs> he replaced okay. original member KK Downing. Um, he had a heart attack and went under open heart surgery for 10 hours. Um, and Judas Priest, of course, has postponed their tour. They're not going to do it without him. Um, He's only 41 years old and uh, I also found out as I was reading about him.
1: Did you say he died?
0: No, he's not. He did not die He is in stable condition after having a (laughs) 10-hour open-heart surgery um, after after a heart attack Um, He had the heart attack and finished a Judas Priest concert like he had a heart attack during either before or during but yes he he finished the concert um and had 10 hours worth of open heart surgery he's in stable condition and he's also I, i heard about this on the radio i didn't know about it beforehand but he is with like he's partnered up with uh with um george lynch's daughter mariah they have at least one very tiny baby maybe one on the way if i understand the picture that i saw correctly um so yeah young family he's really too young to have to go through this it's really scary uh we will not be seeing judas priest um, as planned uh, understood um and what's pretty great at least for us is that um Zach Wilde is playing here the same night that Judas Priest was going to, so definitely going to go see that instead.
1: I wonder. I wonder if this guy plays on the Plymouth Rocks.
0: I think that that was just Rob Halford. Like I think that that was probably a, uh, you know, some sort of a. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm sure there's more information about it online, but I'm pretty sure that some, you know, studio band came up with that rock. Uh, background that he just did some singing over.
1: I mean, that could be his legacy.
0: It could be. It could be the most important thing that he ever did.
1: Well, I mean, what if he ended up taking on, like, a crazy life, like, looky, 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 here comes cookie. What if it's so big that there's just, like, generations of people that have that in their mind, and it can get in their ear and just won't leave, and they even kind of yeah. like it every time? It's not that like catchy.
0: I liked it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking, you know, Vinny. That could be Vinny Poison's backstory. That I was a guy in the in the Marilyn Manson back band I could just make that my story, right, benny Poison? Because that sounds like some name that one of those guys would have, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, prove that he wasn't in, in Marilyn Manson. You don't know.
1: I mean, they play like touring. I mean, you know. No liner notes, but touring.
0: Yeah. It'd probably be easier to say that you were a past member of LA Guns, like, and you know, you just not being on their Wikipedia page, people would be like, yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: I'll go for it. See, it's forming.
0: Yeah. We might not be able to form our own LA Guns because of, you know, potential lawsuits, but it doesn't mean that you can't have your LA Guns dreams in some way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, w- I need to just start wearing this all the time and just be video it's really fucking distracting though like like I can't see a damn thing like the whole time look at the screen just like trying to make something out and it's surprisingly difficult to concentrate under those circumstances
0: and it really gives you like a ring around the eye that dent <laughs> so Here's some news that was really surprising. I mean, I don't, I know that we kind of weren't sure if they were joking or not, but you know, back when um, Steel Panther announced that Lexi Fox was leaving, they said that he was, they alluded that he was going to do some kind of dog grooming or something, right? Well,
1: that was a diss
0: maybe it was I, I don't know their their wishes for him were all very very positive like i showed on the on the on the show that they wanted us to all wish him well and send him messages and then they would retweet them and they retweeted our message and so i think that they just they were really confused you know and, and weren't really didn't really understand where that came from but it turns out that he um really just wanted to make some other kind of music, I guess. Like, maybe he just kind of got tired of of uh, being that character, the Lexi Fox character. So, he's using his real name. His name is Travis Haley. He's formed a new band. It's called Hollywood Gods and Monsters, uh, which is a terrible name. I mean, I'm just going to say it. That's a bad name. Um, but, um, it's also an interest, you know, it's an idea. Um, it kind of reminds me of an, uh, you know, I've, I've got some friends that do like different sort of, they have bands that they've formed because they they want to make money as a wedding band, you know, that sort of thing, some sort of some sort of uh, event band. That's kind of what this is like. Uh, they say they're not a cover band, but they also are like mashing up songs and performing them. Um, other people's songs so um, let's see uh, we've got oh here's a picture of them so the group's lineup consists of of Haley's longtime friend and TV star diggity Dave from MTV's pimp my ride and uh, Rapper Hype vocalist Chris T- Chris 7 Aragon guitarist Brian Jennings and drummer Daniel Adam Parker and they gave a little bit of a uh, snippet it's not on that article so that's why I came out of the screen share but there is a snippet on their Instagram of the sound and uh let's listen to it I don't know let's listen to it you know We'll see what he left Steel Panther to go do.
1: Can't wait. i tell you what, I was thinking for a minute, like maybe. For a minute I was thinking maybe I could have done, I could have left the beard and this could have been Rob Zombie, but then.
0: You would need some kind of cowboy hat to make that happen?
1: I did think of the cowboy hat and then I thought, well the wig would need to be like, look like you've been old as shit. Like super dirty.
2: You can't be me. I'm a rock star. I'm a man on the top of a cop car. I'm a rubber limber for a pop star. It's almost over now. It's almost over now. It's getting the past, The freaking road was long.
1: boy I mean it's exhausting that shit wore me out because I just kept I just kept focusing okay so what is that it was making me tired like I have to think a lot because it's I'm I'm being introduced with just a (laughs) constant mesh of different songs that I know and I'm like okay so they brought that thing in I don't know why that shit it was good and I was like okay cool they got it like sort of this is an original idea if they're a live band doing this and that would be difficult to piece all that together so respect for that but did you feel exhausted? I was wore the fuck out by that.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It is making you want your mind want to be like, okay, that's that song, and that's that song, and that's that song, and that's that song. And I kind of get it because for me, my mind works like that. I have a mashup mind. If I hear a common element in a song, the, the same key, a similar guitar tone or or something you know I can mash up songs in my mind so I I get it I get it I just don't know that that has a place outside of something like a wedding band you know what I mean I, I don't know it's it for me I don't really necessarily I don't know I don't know
1: I think it's like too many fast shifts from thing to thing because I mean the thing that made all of those pieces so great was uh, oftentimes it was the way that the song developed those ideas and then they would stay in some kind of mode for lack of a better word long enough for you to just kind of settle into what the song is doing for you the groove that it's creating the melody that it's playing and how the melody is moving and how but this is just like shifting between vibes those those all those pieces have different vibes you know and it's like if they did that and it wasn't so frequently changed because we only listened to two minutes and i couldn't take any more you know like (laughs) if if they they need to chill out and (laughs) do like a do less of that do it and it's awesome but build something up where it can be its own thing and be beautiful rather than just rapid-fire machine-gun references.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they have some that are less kind of just comping at you as hard as it can. I don't know. Oh, Guns N' Roses, we're not going to play it, you know, because we can't play like every new song when it drops, especially if it has nothing to do with anything Halloween, but Guns N' Roses dropped Hard School And then in February, they are going to, uh, drop an EP card called hard school with hard school on it with absurd on it. But then they're just playing, they just have like a live version of you're crazy and another live version of don't cry. So it's kind of like, why are you eh, eh, EP, (laughs) but you know, cool they're releasing it (laughs) um acdc dropped a new video again we're not gonna watch it today you should check it out though i'm sure we will play it again at some point um dropped a new video for the song through the mists of time um yeah, yeah yeah scorpions Just talking about new music dropping, while we're on that subject, um, Scorpions announced that their next album is dropping in February. It is called Rock Believer, singular. Not Rock Believers.
1: How how many albums does this make for this band? How many albums have they had Uh, 63. Oh,
0: crap! I don't know. (laughs) I'm taking that up. I made that number up completely. Uh, it's a lot. A lot a lot of albums
1: i can't keep up with all this shit. you know what i've discovered is um that i always i like to just sort of marry up to something and listen to it to death and not listen to a lot of different things and i've got lots of friends you know you're included that
3: could just like
1: rattle off like tons of bands that i haven't heard you know just talk music and just cycle through just like act after act after act after and i'm like like i just kind of only been listening to this one band for the last seven months or whatever (laughs) and um and i i I thought about that and thought is that just me being maybe ocd or wanting to learn because i do you know like with the theme songs i literally want to learn every single part on the entire album um Or is it something else? I think it's because, you know, growing up like real poor, we didn't have a lot of records, you know? Like we got a free, we sent in a penny to like BMG and got like five tapes. And that was it. That's the only five tapes period. And listened to them over and over and over again. So I just got used to doing that. Like I listened to Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power for, you know, that's only thing all day long, every day for like three and a half or four months
0: yeah yeah that was the same way I mean there's like been cycles of my life where like I had to kind of absorb a lot of music in because of just just like I'm doing right now I mean I might not have had like a music podcast but if I were playing you know new music for people regularly then I had to constantly like be you know getting it and listening just searching for it research, you know constantly like grabbing for it and
1: But, but what you did though, it, it was you got on the internet way before me and you got in on the Napster era and You had so much shit like I can't believe Given the speed of the internet back then and the fact that you would have probably had to save to like Like CDRs or something because <laughs> you would like you'd run out of space on your computer um you know like you just had so much and you would download just so many songs i think that that maybe transitioned you from like doing what i do into being like a little bit more like high consumption of music i'm not like a high consumption like volume you know and uh, i mean not that it's bad i'm not saying what one's better than the other It's just that uh i get kind of yeah just obsessed so all these albums come out i'm like shit, when am i ever gonna get to (laughs) (laughs) them?
0: yeah i know i doing this every week i mean i i know that there's a lot of podcasts that don't do something like this every week um it is a lot it feels like you know i've still got um this song last from last week in my head and i'm having to research and think about somebody else's music, but I love it. I really do. I love. I love staying busy with it too. Like I'm. I like I've said previously. Like I'm just. I'm starved for it. Like I just want it. Just like,
1: I'm totally <laughs> still like thinking about the last episode because I've been behind on recording the themes. I'm getting ahead though. I'm actually got a plan putting it into action. I'm get caught up, but that no more tears theme. I hyped it up for two episodes if you recall because mm-hmm. tori tori i was already talking about i'm going big on no more tears and then we listened to it in the episode and we're like pick up our jaws off the floor we just can't believe how amazing it is and talk all about that solo and talk about my fantasy of doing it at the talent show and having an orchestra play with me and like so i wanted to go big and, and i did go big and i mean I, you know, it's one of those things like a lot of these where I think I could have got a, a better mix if I'd have had more time But I think that's about the best. I mean, we've said that a few times, but <laughs> I, I think uh, I Think yeah, that that one turned out so good. I was so stoked. We we're getting like a lot of love on reddit.
0: Yeah,
1: and
0: I made a, she fun made a video. cool video.
1: Of it. Yeah, the video for it's really cool that she made and that solo is hard as shit. Let me tell you guys, you're going to find like seven guys maybe on YouTube or girls. I mean, just saying people. Like, you just find seven people like on YouTube teaching you this solo, and you're going to see them play it in real time and hit every single note exactly like Zach Wild. I think there's even one Zach Wild teaches it to you on YouTube. And you're going to think, this is doable because look at all these other people doing it. And it's not doable for me. Like, I cannot do that. (laughs) I cannot learn every single note because anybody that plays guitar will know what I'm talking about. Once it kicks into that fast part, he's doing like all these little bluesy licks around a D minor pentatonic. And it's just about like 11 different variations of the same kind of lick within the span of like two measures. It's so fucking fast. Like even the fast picking shit's not that hard. Once it gets to the real epic like crescendo part where it's going up the neck and doing the super fast runs, like that's not even as hard as what he's doing with the D minor pentatonic cause it just feels like a bunch of noodling that's just impossibly random. But I mean, there is a pattern to it. It's super hard. So um, long story short, yeah, that shit was hard. It was definitely above my ability um and i had to totally splice it because that first slow part of the solo is a different take than the last part and it took me i did the first one like right away <laughs> because it speeds up and when it gets to the fast part i was like ah, i need can't i can't adjust that rhythm i'm just gonna punch it in and so that first part i got in like two takes I mean, it's, there's something i don't like about it but I mean, it was good enough And then the second part took me two hours of doing that, and I got a blister on this finger and shit. And I at a certain point, I was just like, well, fuck it. I mean, that's pretty damn close.
0: (laughs) It is really close. I mean, I've listened to it over and over again so many times because I made that video and, you know, putting it into the episode last week. And, um... And and having listened to it, like, there's so much about the whole breakdown that you did that sounds really just so close to the original. Like,
1: I took so much time. That's really what fucked me over, was that I spent so much time in the first part, because it's got to start there, you know? And um, the way that the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, there's like, there's like, uh, horns and cellos there. And I guess my ear only really heard strings because the video just shows you violins, so... I guess in my mind's eye, I was like, okay, you know, okay, I'm gonna have to do some like, maybe some cello, maybe some strings. And then the more I listen to it, the more I, I realize, well, this is an entire orchestra. There's like all these different horn parts and shit. There's lots of different things going on. And that whole very first section where it builds up the strings before it even stops and goes to the piano and the flute. There's a ton of different things in there. And um, I spent so much time just listening over and over and over again and be like, just be like a damn horn in there that you never paid attention to. But it's so important somehow. And um that yeah, like I only I didn't give myself enough time. I really should have like tried the solo first and then But anyways, yeah. There's a lot of ideas in there. The piano it almost gets like Layla in some parts where the piano's doing shit. Only thing I couldn't find was some whale sounds to go. <laughs> Of the piano solo, and I thought about doing it. I even tried. There's there's a track on there. I didn't use a megol, you know, (laughs) trying to make like whale sounds that I could mix over that piano solo. But I just couldn't ever get it. And anyways, yeah, it's fun to talk about, and I really enjoyed that. So man, good call on picking that tune.
0: It was so good. I was actually like thinking about an episode that we have coming up this month that, that song would have been perfect for. It's, it's so, it's so, it's so, I mean, it's, it's a spooky song too. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a really good way to lead into this. Um, but yeah, it would have been a really good Halloween month song as well. Um, yeah, I came away from that whole episode with a entirely different appreciation for Ozzy like I'm in, I'm in love honestly like I always knew that he was a giant and that he was so important but I even remembered I didn't mention this during the episode but I remembered when I was in, in like middle school and metal edge or one of those one of those magazines um, had a, a poll or some kind of survey Um, where you would, you know, fill it out and be like, this is my favorite album of the year. This is my least favorite. And I remember like putting Ozzy down as my least favorite metal artist (laughs) when I was like 13 or 14 years old, when I was just in a pretty boys and slaughter and all that. Um, and it's so wild. What a, what a, what an embarrassment to me now in my forties that I felt like that in middle school. Um, because It just shows that I didn't know anything about music at all. (laughs) Or what I was talking about. Like that that friend that said that they don't like Radiohead for no reason. I was being one of those people. Um, So yeah. Speaking of the solo and speaking of that episode and speaking of talent show dreams. Please tell us how your talent show went this week.
1: Oh yeah, the so, we showed that video, I did Tom Petty's You're So Bad, and I won.
0: Yes! Yes! $100!
1: Actually, actually, the prize was $50 and an espresso machine um. value, total value at $100. <laughs> but an espresso machine, that's pretty cool. Uh, No, but it was really cool because um, I have been into other talent shows The aforementioned 7th grade one Where I dreamed of playing No More Tears And then settled for Inner Sandman Um, I got second place To uh, a young lady who Danced to uh, Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal She did a bunch of moonwalking and stuff um and she had like a jazzer like a jazzy costume with like gloves and like a bow tie and a top hat and and she she won
0: yeah
1: and then so that hurt um i still carry that um and then i didn't win the eighth grade either so it feels good you know it's vindication
0: yeah where is she at now you know what i mean
1: (laughs) but you know okay so Yeah, that is awesome, and hooray, and yeah, very, very cool to get praised by a bunch of people. Um, But enough about me. We're talking about Dangerous Toys, and you were talking about being embarrassed about listing Ozzy low on the scale. And I got to be honest, if I had this record, and I assume you're right, I'm a little bit embarrassed because, I mean, it's I like Scared. And there are there's things I like on this record, but I mean I guess when I listen to it I think about how douchey I was and I think this is like me when I was douchey and like 11 or
0: 12. That's what so. you said <laughs> in the Jackal episode though. You were listening to that around not not too long. I mean it's around the same time.
1: I know, I mean, it's it's terrible that I do that. With Jackal, I came around, but I don't know if I've come quite around yet on Jander's choice. I, I mean, I like the scared song. I like the kind of Rio-like thing that it does in the chorus. And um, it's a fun riff to play. It, it It's just there's like all these cringy-ass lyrics. We're not going to play a lot of that shit. Um, you've been very meticulous in curating this list so you're gonna avoid the shit that i was thinking about this week when i'm saying like i was sort of embarrassed to have had this album but there's like a song on there about like getting a chick drunk to fuck her but in that one like he literally says like uh i need some sedation so i can get some penetration for an hour or two or something like he needs to sedate her i was just like at the gym like listen to it like man fuck like and there's this song about being an outlaw he's just talking about murdering all these cops and shit you know that bothered me less than the idea that he's like not even really interested in consent like he, he wants to fuck jigs but like consent's not even like part of this equation like i literally want to get her wasted where she cannot make a sm- smart choice so i can fuck her like he's a rock star like i don't understand this it's just confusing and re- repulsive i can't put it together
0: yeah, well, I mean, in the in the 80s and the 90s, I don't think people really knew that getting girls drunk uh, in order to get them laid uh, wasn't the best choice. Um, it was kind of like a normal thing, actually, uh, to get somebody, wa- you know, to get them wasted so that you can get with them, so, you know. So, not, so the getting not drunk one, okay, the
1: getting drunk one, yeah, I could look over, but when the sedation line, like you don't normally describe getting drunk as being, like yeah, sedating roofing. someone.
0: He wants to roofie you. <laughs> Watch I your mean, drinks around that guy.
1: Got to use that thing. It's like a cover that you put the straw in. Yeah.
0: I want one of those. I want one of those for my kid. <laughs> I told him when he goes out to bars, I'm going to get him one.
1: But anyway, so that guy's name is Jason
0: McMaster. <laughs> yeah, so Jason McMaster. So yeah, Dangerous Toys, Austin, Texas. They know where the fun is out in Texas. Um, he came from a band called Watchtower that actually saw a little bit of success, and and it's it's interesting because I saw him in an interview talking about how um, people asked him I, I guess it watchtower was was very heavy it was a very heavy progressive metal band and uh is is kind of seen as a band who's you know at the forefront of that and he was asked about like listening to some hair band or no listening to pantera i think and his response was when he was coming up, Pantera wasn't like the bands that he was listening to. You know, Pantera was a hair band, and that they were listening to Impossibly Heavy stuff, and they didn't listen to this shit, but I mean, he ended up being in a band that's played on Hair Nation, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I I looked at Watchtower, it's, it's definitely like it's up there as far as like being very, it's very intellectual, very mathematical, you know, as far as music goes, which I can get into. I mean, there's some bands that I listen to, like, um, I don't know, Field Music, for example, which is not a-, a band that many people, I guess, who listen to this show would know, but it, that's, it, it makes me think of that very like, it's almost like these people went to college for music and they understand it on a different level than a lot of people do. And as a result, it sounds just very precise and and, uh, mathematical, you know, scientific. Um, So Watchtower formed in 1982. Um, They released a single studio record with Jason McMaster. It's called Energetic Disassembly, and it was dropped in 1985. Um, I I did pick out a song from it. Um, They had a song called Asylum, which... um, You know asylums are very halloween so i went with that one um yeah let's give it a listen and hear where he came from before dangerous toys
1: this has just jason mcmaster on the vocals on the song yes
0: yeah and he sounds wildly different and for the people that are watching along on patreon You've got a lot of fun stuff coming up this this whole month as far as the videos that I've made for songs that don't have their own music videos. This one being one, do enjoy.
1: You're having a lot of fun with these videos.
0: I really am. She's giving you some help. funneling out of the bottle.
1: Is that army of the dead
0: i don't know where that came from actually i just found that i was looking for zombie stripper stuff on youtube that shit
1: was wild that song was wild as fuck like um so the bass player awesome it, and and i was just okay so this but this it, it makes the point i was talking about with um lexi's new project like part of what made that good if you, I mean, if people don't like it, they're going to say, fuck you, like, it's not good. But I'm saying, like, if you can get into this kind of music, what made that great was the repetition. Even though there's lots of changes and stuff, there's, like, a repetition about the rhythm that they're in and the cadence, the rhythm that the vocals are coming in, and everything, like, the riff in it. So the constant changing, even this, you could say these guys had a lot of changes, but it wasn't constantly changing. They, they had this... They would kind of get something going, and then it would turn into something else. It wasn't just shift, 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 you know. And that was great. But the the real standout thing about the way that sounded, it seemed like the guitar was, like, lower. It was, like, filling a space as far as, like, low-end and high-end frequencies. The, the bass was, like, they swapped places, and the bass was up, like, it's like this high tone and the guitar is like real low it was like kind of opposite of what you usually try to do with bass and guitar the bass player was amazing but like tonally i mean did you think that like the guitar seemed lower than the bass it seemed high up
0: it was it was it was so interesting to listen to it was so fast and so it was kind of a, a hard thing for me to process especially because i don't i don't really you know listen to stuff like that but it is. It's so good. It's so interesting. There, it's uh, there, the way that he's singing and everything. It just fits perfectly. Um, I I think, yeah. And, you know, there were definitely things about that, you know, the bass being so prominent and doing all that stuff was making me feel like, you know, Primus a little bit, maybe was inspired by that in some way or... You know, lot, it, yeah, it, it brought a lot of really interesting things to mind, and uh, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, even though that's a little bit beyond um, the kind of stuff that I listen to, I, I love that song. Like, that's, it's a really good song. And yeah, like I said during the song, there's something about his vocal that makes me feel like, you know, that Rob Halford, like in the way his voice used to sound. Um, so the band started falling apart. In 1986, Watchtower, um, it, it, you know, originally, you know, because I have to compare Wikipedia pages, you know, the, the Dangerous Toys one, the Watchtower one, you know, just kind of trying to get the, the story right.
1: That band has a Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they, it seems like, you know, people started leaving. Like, it, he wasn't the first one to leave, but he got offered a gig, a different gig. He took it in 1988. And then in 1989, um, Watchtower released their second record, New Vocalist, obviously. It's called Control and Resistance, and it has a song on it called Dangerous Toy. And I was like, that's interesting. That's the name of their old vocalist band, you know? So what does it mean? So I like popped open the lyrics, and I'm not, if I'm being honest, there's just some things that my mind will not process. Okay. I'm just, maybe I'm just at a certain age, maybe something, something, I don't know, but I do know that I can't tell if this is about him at all. Can a device read your mind to be accused of misinformation? Is the subject clean and machine? Guilty of uh, distorted imagination? A physiological change? assumes relation to the act of deceit not legally accepted human judgment is considered obsolete big words could a dangerous toy be infallible i don't know that's the question that the 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 song asks but anyway he's not on that song so i'm not gonna play it i just thought it was interesting that they had a song called dangerous toy um so coming back to dangerous toys Jason McMaster. He was invited to join a band called Onyx with two X's.
2: <laughs> Slam. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what <laughs> <I am laughs> <I am. laughs>
0: yeah. um, And that was Tim Trembley. He was on guitar. He uh, is the one that invited him in. Um, Scott Doll over um, on guitar. Mike Watson on bass. Mark. Geary on drums. They renamed to Dangerous Toys. They got signed. Um, Tim Trembley left the band, like, right after they got signed uh, to Columbia in 1988. And then guitarist Danny Aaron joined the band. Um, he wasn't on the record, but he's on the back cover. Um, the album dropped in May 1989. It reached number 65 on the Billboard charts because of Scared. And because of their other hit single, teasing and pleasing. Um, so, before we watch the video, let's talk about the mascot and the and and the album cover, Scary Clown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to make this my makeup for the day. It just really didn't come out. Um, as I planned
1: is that like is that like bones like crossbones but it's like three bones
0: yeah that's what it looks like
1: those are bones or are those legs or something what is that
0: um it, it, it's a small picture I can't get it any bigger than that um, bones though is my vote bones because there's all these bones here right all kinds of bones in this picture on the cover um, uh. but they really like, if they had been a little bit more successful, what a, what a fucking mar- like marketing, uh, you know, possibility this guy was, um, his name was Bill Z Bub. There was actually this one little merch here. Um, it's a Jack in the box. Pretty fucking cool. You guys can send me one of those. I would like to have one. Um, but yeah, that's that was that was kinda smart. I don't know who they had on their team that was like, We're going to make you your own Eddie. You know what I mean? You're gonna have your guy that we're gonna have and uh, make it he's your mascot. Now
1: I'm like the ring girl. <laughs> <Doing my class. laughs>
0: it's a more it's a it's a cost it's a morphing costume. So, let's watch the Dangerous Toys Scared video. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know when the last time any of you guys watched it. But, and watch it at home if you're not watching it with us on Patreon. I didn't remember that it is like... The budget on his. They did so much with so little. They did not have... I don't know if it's because they just weren't given a lot of money. Or because they just did not want to use a lot of money. But they... They literally rented some snakes and some rats and some spiders from someplace. You can do that in Hollywood. And they they shoot it in a way that you kind of feel like something's fucking happening and it's not really. (laughs) And then there's like one scary scene. There's one fucking scene. I'm not going to spoil it, but here we go.
1: (laughs) And I didn't watch this either. I didn't. I only listened to it as per tradition. That line gets me. I think I like being scared now with you
2: my one day. Tomorrow if I get my strength, I'll put my daddy's gun to use. I hate it, I hate it. Feels like I'm drowning the fans top me up, and I think he's frowning. Like we don't.
1: I'm becoming his fan.
0: That's a pretty cool effect coming up out of the pan on the stove. Oh shit, here's where the budget went you guys. The suspenders under that shirt.
1: It's like insane to me to think that I didn't realize how stupid those lyrics were when I was young.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we.
1: Uh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember this being like very scary, or like, like I, I don't know. I would assume. I don't know. I guess in my mind, I was maybe there was some other video that was more like with some spiders but it was actually a budget where they're in a castle and there's like lightning and like there's like real monsters and shit i mean there's like really nothing in that he's describing some stuff that
0: well i mean it's it's great cinematography like it's dark they've got webs um this kid that they hired to be in the bed it, he looks very distraught he's he he's like having nightmares he's tw- tossing and turning like there's a lot of things that make you feel like there's something happening and the one thing that does happen is that they knock down the closet door and this red light pours through and a fan blows and there's a silhouette and it could possibly be that mascot (laughs) but you don't really know it's kind of like poltergeist for a second um and yeah like spiders and, and snakes and all of that that's that's scary man you don't want that shit on you they used to bother me a lot more when i was a kid the shit that was you know scary to me when i was a kid obviously scared me more now and now i think that you know movie technology and all the things that we've seen like since then have kind of desensitized us in a way to the way that we used to react to that kind of imagery then so i can i mean obviously we all liked things that we now think are stupid when we were like 11 or whatever you know what i mean
1: I know I'm but I'm just saying like the art of songwriting just just, just the lines are just
0: the lyrics stupid. are stupid
1: there's so many dumb lines he's like I'm looking over there there's cobwebs <laughs> I, can't, I can't even remember what the lyrics are I Just remember every time I hear it I think
0: I don't understand why he's he brings up his mom's mommy's lace when he talks about whiskey on the top shelf um, and what does
1: he say? I'm like indescribably this thing's pet or something. What does he say coming out of that breakdown? I keep listening to it. I'm indiscriminately this man's pet or something. Or <laughs> It's fun as hell to play, though. It actually is a really cool... It Musically, it's cool as shit. You know?
0: It is a cool song. I hear it all the time on the radio, and I like hearing it.
1: Yeah, no, it is fun. It's like this cool, I don't think it's in E or F. And it's like F major to F major 7, and then it goes to the minor 4. Right? No, it goes to F minor 7 there, so it's like, it goes major to minor. That's fun.
0: That is fun. It's a fun song. It's a good song. Um... Fucking no more
1: tears does that. I didn't actually do the, uh, the vocal part of no more tears, but I learned it, and before I decided I was only gonna do the breakdown, and um, no more tears does that. Where it's maybe it's in E, it's indistinguishable if it's in if it's in minor or major D. It's in D. That's what it is. Uh, you can't tell. Is this a D major or D minor? I don't know. But when Ozzy comes in to sing that,
2: the, the lights in, the, na, 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 na,
1: he's singing a major. So he brings it up into a major key and then it feels like it goes major, minor, major, minor in that song too. But I think I'm scared. No, I think I'm like obsessed with the breakdowns because I did this breakdown for No More Tears. For reasons discussed, but with this one, I'm drawn to the breakdown, and I've out with uh, Torah, Torah, walking shoes. I'm drawn to that breakdown. There's something about the breakdown. Why do you think bands do a breakdown like that?
0: Um, to keep it interesting, to break it up.
1: Yeah, like to to create another part, so that, yeah, it's not too repetitious, but it also creates dynamics, because wherever you're at, you're bringing it down. And that's the nature of it to break down. So that when you bring it back up again, that's exciting. And for some reason, even though, in a way, it's kind of you just sort of dicking around. Like, (laughs) when you're in a band and you're sort of jamming, you'll jam the shit up and get it to go into some kind of intensity and then you'll do a breakdown like inevitably you're going to do a breakdown and everybody will just start playing quieter and bass player might start moving some notes around and do something a little different a guitar player might be like kind of noodling a little bit over it and everything like that you try to make it its own little thing and then build it back up but i kind of always thought about it as just generally musicians dicking around but i think i changed my tune i've kind of Focused on the breakdowns and a lot of this stuff that we've talked about and the art of it because you need to break it apart and you need to build it back up, and that creates this feeling of like being lifted up, and it's super exciting. It seems perfect. So that's what I'm going to do on this theme, which you guys would have already heard. I'm discussing this because we've played yeah. it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this, this, this breakdown, though, like, I mean, did you feel that way? I, as much as I like all the other parts, like, for some reason, I was like, damn, the breakdown is cool as shit. And then coming back in, then it doing the stop with the acapella singing and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting.
0: It is. <laughs> it is you know now that you've got the goggles off and everything i know that you said that you are the ring but i was thinking you look like a young a younger tracy guns back before he cut all his hair off maybe
1: you ever see that hair restoration shit where they like literally glue like glue a wig onto your head like it's for men i think maybe women too um but they just like kind of sort of shave the guy like further on bald like let's just get rid of all that we're gonna glue a piece to your head and then style it
0: yeah it's amazing so the, it's amazing
1: this is what it would look like if i did that and this would just be on my head
0: except it would be styled nice
1: well yeah unless i wanted this look or like i could you know like uh, do people get these like shitty spirit wigs and like then cut them like style them to like for their costume i mean i guess yes. they do
0: and there's lots of tutorials to do that, like how to make shitty spirit wigs look like nice hair, things like that. Um, yeah. Um, I've actually done a lot of, tr- cause some, a lot of the wigs that have bangs, they'll be like way too long, so I'll have to like, you know, put them up where bangs should be and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. Yeah love scared love a bunch of this you know just listening to that album i know that i've heard that album a lot because i know all of those songs and uh and that's rad i really like the album there's another song that i want to visit while we're here because again i'm like kind of combing the catalog to look for things that um they work for halloween in my opinion and they have a song it's called because
1: it's like kind of disappointing to listen to that record and it's song after song about not scary shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you got that imagery that you gave us. You gave us the scary clown. You gave us scared. I want, I want things to keep being scary. They actually, there is a song that I feel like might've been a little bit of a sequel to that in a way. We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, for now, this is off of that debut, it's called Bones in the Gutter. Um, I think that if you guys hear it, if you ever had that record or listened to it back then, you're going to recognize the song. You know, when I first heard "Teasing and Pleasing" as a part of me, like, doing this, I was like, that's not them. That's a cover. Like, who who did they cover? No, it was them. It's just, I heard it so much back then, it feels like it wasn't them. It feels like it had to be somebody else. <laughs> so, yeah and I made a fun video to it. This one was a lot of fun.
1: Oh boy. So guys, you really missed out if you didn't watch that last one. And really, you're missing out generally because those mascots, that whole list, it's kind of cool seeing so back to back to that. You see a lot of similarities.
3: Yeah.
2: Video is the video that is. Oh, there it is. There it is. Ah! <laughs> She's taking her fucking skin off.
0: <laughs> the stripper is a skeleton.
2: Yowza.
0: All these little stripper scenes I found on YouTube are very short, so I had to like put more than one in a video. Oh, she took her hat off. Oh my god. Eek! So yeah, that wasn't a spooky song, but it, it, they did mention bones.
1: The video was scary as fuck.
0: Yeah, that's what I'd do. You guys are really missing out if you're not watching along on Patreon. <laughs> Broken bones in the gutter, guys so um in 1989 did you ever see the movie shocker
1: i loved shocker i had a shocker poster on my wall i was a big fan
0: do you remember their song from the movie i do not (laughs) strangely enough um the song from the shocker soundtrack you guys just heard two songs off of their debut album it's obviously like a lot more sort of glam rock or whatever than the stuff that they were do- what he was doing in watchtower right this song that they put on the shocker soundtrack is called demon bell i'm gonna play it um because it's called demon bell um and it's surprisingly heavy like it definitely like just reminds me of even though these other guys were not in Watchtower like it just maybe maybe Jason brought a really really heavy influence in with him and I don't know when they were asked to do this this soundtrack it's it just was a really really surprising song for me um when I listened to it so yeah I'm just gonna put it on while we're right here in 1989 the movie Shocker. I haven't seen Shocker in a long time, but I definitely know that I've seen it because the video that I'm going to share with you guys is, um, I didn't make it. Someone else made it and they made it with Shocker oh, hell yeah. uh, movie footage. So yeah.
1: Chakra was a fucked up
2: movie.
1: (laughs) Fucking chair trying to get your ass.
0: Man, his love will fuck you up. Was that seen in the movie? I don't remember the movie that much, to be honest.
1: I guess I need to watch this movie again. (laughs) He goes through a sitcom. He goes to a game show.
0: to the carnival, now the fun house is my twisted soul.
1: Straight tearing down the house on that shit. That was a good shit right there. Um, still a lot of dumb lyrics, but um, man, Shocker. So they <laughs> defeat Shocker, which his name is like Steve Pinker or something like that. They defeat him with a remote control, and like pause him and rewind <laughs> him and shit.
0: Who knew it was so simple?
1: It was like so. Where did he go? Hold on, we were talking. He like got into the T V and he starts going through like I Love Lucy and all these shows and there was something that he did in there.
0: It's like a like one of those uh blimps oh,
1: when he went through the sitcom. The
0: air show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was like so much reminded me of Too Many Cooks. Have you seen Too Many Cooks? Yes. I was like, "This is already they that get, they already did it." Shocker did what too many cooks did, going through all those shows, you know. Because too many cooks, as it got more ridiculous, it was like other shows within shows. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Was that Wes Craven? Was it Wes Craven that did Shocker?
0: Yeah, it was. That dude's a genius. <laughs> did some great work. I wouldn't call him underrated.
1: They put uh, Alice Cooper on that soundtrack, too? No More Mr. Nice Guy was really good. Or was it? It was that, wasn't it?
0: I mean, look at that Shocker soundtrack.
1: Alice Cooper was on there. Maybe he had a new song for that.
0: I see that they have the Dudes of Wrath, Shocker. Um, Megadeth did No More Mr. Nice Guy.
1: Damn, okay. All right. Awesome.
0: Uh, Soraya, Timeless Love, Dangerous Toys, Demon Bell, Dead On, Different Breed, Iggy Pop, Love Transfusion, Bonfire, Sword and Stone, The Dudes of Wrath again, Shock Dance, Voodoo X, The Awakening. And that's it. So, no Alice Cooper, but an Alice Cooper cover. So, uh yeah yeah
1: he did promotional shit. we talked about that right in that episode he did promotional things for shocker i guess it was just because his song was on there or like it, it, it was brought up or I, was, I remember seeing shit like that but anyways well that was a kick-ass song um but that was about the it was the end of it right <laughs> the end of the road for dangerous no. Do oh no
0: They had a few more years. In in 1991, we already saw the cover when we were looking at the the, uh, the clown mascot. Uh, They dropped Hellacious Acres in 1991, but it got like zero attention. So they were dropped by Columbia in 1992. And despite them having an, an album called Hellacious Acres, I didn't find anything good to play for this show on that record. So, I went to 1994. They dropped a record called Pissed. <sighs> they, okay. they were mad. <laughs> and there was a good song on it. There, I mean, I'm sure there's more than one, but I kind of skipped over things to look for interesting song titles like Bones in the Gutter. Right? Um, and I found a, call, a song called Strange. And there's something about it that made me feel like it Mm can it well yeah it was a a little peculiar no um it uh it felt like it could have been a almost like a sequel to scared like maybe that was the intention when they were writing it or something um it's one word strange it begins with the letter s one syllable scared strange there's a lot of things in common so (laughs) so i decided to listen you know i wish that i had gotten now that i'm like in this i wish that i had gotten some fun little like a little honker situation i could be honking something some sort of clown toy i don't know Uh, i feel like i should be doing some of that
1: I could have brought one of those had you told me in advance. I do have one. Damn. Bicycle horn.
0: Damn. Honk, honk. I'll put in some kind of a little sound effect. Alright, cool. So I made a video for this. Again, I had to piece together a couple of different clips for it. But this one is called Strange 1994 Dangerous Toys. The album pissed, they were damn mad, and they sounded like this. watching a gorgeous clown stripping uh, burlesque style out of her clothes.
1: She didn't put that needle in herself somewhere.
3: No, she's just popping
1: balloons. Maybe she was proving it was sharp, and then when she drives it into her arm or something.
0: You see that she has whitened like every part of her body. Unless she is the most pale bitch I've ever seen in my
2: life.
1: His mom came up again. Yeah. He's got crazy head.
0: He's talked about having dreams. He's, He's going through something.
3: All right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, said got something after
0: about, he said something about zombie dance or zombie jam or something.
1: He does it as a zombie dance, apparently.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's an eternal dance, I think it sounded like.
0: they were still going through it. You know what I mean? Things getting into his nightmares. Um, Driving him insane. Mommy apparently. issues. Um, I'm going to tell you, we don't see, uh, we only have actually physically seen one video with them in it and that was scared. Here's one thing that I have noticed for watching dangerous toys from back then consistently. It's important. This is some good, solid advice for guys with long hair that want to throw their hair around. Jason McMaster's hair is incorrect. What? I don't know what he's doing back then he was getting out of the shower and maybe putting in some product with it parted perfectly in the middle and as a result when he wants to throw it around it doesn't just like cascade in either direction and falling na- nice and naturally it really is like held back by this middle part wanting to stay middle parted where what you really want is if you're you're in a band you're throwing your hair around it needs to just fly you've got to think about that kind of thing when you're letting your hair dry so that's it all I'm did, saying.
1: you know I noticed in this the scared video when he would whip it around it seemed like it did two motions rather than just one motion like it was like a wave and then flipped back it was very odd
0: yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't fly naturally the way that you want to. Not like Zach Wilde's hair, you know. You really you that's what you want to achieve. So. Oh
1: shit! You know what dawned on me watching that uh, No More Tears video later. I thought, remember how old Ozzy seemed when we were young and that came out? But look how fucking great his hair looks. So you good, know? and like, and he's like forty-one or something there like my age there (laughs) you know like to think fucking i'm the exact age almost that ozzy was recording that no more tears video do i look that old (laughs) 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 i mean i know my hair's thinned out and shit but damn
0: it's it's surreal to like see movies and stuff from my childhood and the people in the movie like the parents or whatever like seemed so old to me then and I see them now and I'm like they're much younger than me or something and I'm just like oh yeah it's not a good feeling we don't like that feeling
1: I mean, um, crazy
0: yeah so here's something that happened pretty interesting their last record their last studio record Dangerous Toys' is last studio record they really decided that they were going to bring a lot of humor into the, the cover art and into the name of the record it's uh it's called the artist formerly known as Dangerous Toys they spell it like shit because why They spell it like shit, and this was the cover art This was the cover art they took their mascot and have it posed in a very like sort of provocative sexy i nude way on some flowers and As you can see, if you can read the text there, the way that they spell, it's like, artist is spelled like R, the letter R, asterisk, T-I-S-T. Formerly is spelled the number four, and then there's an asterisk, M-E-R-L-Y. So, the reason why they're doing that is because...
1: I mean, they're not just copying prints with the name and that album cover. I mean they put his logo and everything on there. I guess the album cover is the exact replica, just with their guy, right? Yeah.
0: This is it. This is the this was the Prince album cover that they were. Okay, but they the yeah, they sexy. added the
1: logo with it they just like adopting Prince's symbol. You yeah, know, they they've morphed their D T into this thing with vines wrapped around it or something to make that symbol shape and colored it purple just just 100 going after prince for some reason out of nowhere
0: yeah and it's interesting i mean you know it's funny like it is a funny thing that's
1: what it is okay so they were getting in on the joke because it was kind of a joke at the time people would joke about that and um so yeah but they're not a funny band, though. Are they a funny band? Is that this? Are they supposed to be funny?
0: No. I mean, no. They. They. I never even found a song in the vlog where they were being like. They were trying to joke around that I noticed. You know what I mean? I never. I, it's just weird, and it didn't go over well. Like the fans were not feeling it. They did not appreciate the humor. Um, it bombed, but it's pretty good. I mean, that it's not like they came in here and tried to make a bunch of funny songs. They just named it something stupid and gave it a funny cover, um, and I think it's funny. I do.
1: I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's funny. Um, the song's great that I picked from this record. It's called Monster Man, um, and I found some footage to put. I had a
1: song called, a song formerly known as, oh. I did back in the old days, we had a song called, a song formerly known as Dig It, was a song we did. So we got in on that too.
0: Everybody was doing that shit. Prince blew everybody away and they all had to get in on it. Um, so yeah, Monster Man, from that record i love the song it's pretty great um this is what they sounded like in 1995 it's their last studio album so dig it oh and i found a very fun video to put this to it's probably my favorite one so far Shit. so there's a a strip club. And I found a lot of footage from that. This girl is stripping out of a snake puffed marshmallow in That's costume.
2: That's amazing.
1: little sailor suit, you know? Yeah. It's so
3: good.
1: It's pretty clever, you know? She, she thought that girl it was straight, man, it's a sailor suit I and mean, it was straight, okay. awesome. That has to be the most fun strip club to work at. There's another girl I saw that was doing, she
0: was dressed up as a clown. Ate pizza like she sat on the floor in front of people and just ate pizza for these people, and they were fucking throwing so much money at her it was just eating a slice of pizza. It's, it's a great job, and ladies. If you're gonna get out here and dance, go to this Jumbo's clown room. That's the place.
2: Do what the bass player does. Always, he's a standout.
1: that have been the theme for this week that have been fun as (laughs) hell
0: it is fucking sick
1: i love that super dirty bass i'm so into that i always want the bass to be really dirty and always have to dial it back because it's inappropriate but they went all the way with it awesome
0: yeah real sludgy it's it, it feels like they might have even gotten into some like you know, some Marilyn Manson stuff or something in that mid nineties, you know, typo, whatever that would have inspired them to, to do that. It also kind of reminds me of, uh, what is it? That Toadies song? Possum Kingdom, I think. Anyway, good. It's probably my favorite song of, of all of them that we played on the episode from them. So Yeah. Um, they released a live album in 1999. Things slowed down. Um, band members went in different directions again. Um, and then in 2017, they signed on to Dave Ellefson's label, um, EMP, to, uh, re-release some music, but they haven't, they haven't recorded anything. Um, they've reunited a lot. Um, Jason McMaster says that they're not going to record any new music, but then um, Doll Over said that in 2018 that they're working on demos for a new record. Um, nothing has been released, but they did play their first song, new song in 24 years. It's called "Hold Your Horses" um, live in 2019. So they might be making new music. I mean, you know. What else would they have been doing during this pandemic, you know what I mean? It seems like everybody was making music in the last year and a half, so... I don't know.
1: Fucking depressed about Tora Tora's show being cancelled, Tora Tora and... And that was enough, that shit got cancelled or postponed. Oh. Right? and I mean, it was definitely, but then, uh... They said it was because of an injury?
0: Yeah, somebody got injured.
1: No updates.
0: Not that I know of. Um, I didn't even I didn't even see Chip say anything about it um, uh, at all. Um, but I know that they had an announcement on the Enough's Enough Instagram page. I thought that it said that all dates were postponed until October, and that was an October date anyway. So I'm just gonna double check on that. But well, I looked
1: on the I looked on the venue site. Oh, okay. And it was postponed there. And um Yeah, that sucks because it was actually on a Saturday night. We I mean, were concerned it was through the week. It was actually on a Saturday night, so that was gonna be perfect. So fucking it.
0: Nah. You know, well there's a lot of stuff going on this month anyway. Um, at least for me. Uh there's a but there's a few shows. I wanna do Halloween shit on the weekends, I wanna go to to the I like haunted trails. Um, I, I like, I like haunted houses period, but like last year with the pandemic, I wanted to get out and do things, but I was not going to do them unless they were outdoor things. So I went to Six Flags because that's an outdoor thing. I went to the, at the the, end, they had that fright fest and I went to, um, locally, there's a, a trail zombie farm. So I went to that a couple of times. Um, and... Buford. They had a trail of terror in Buford. So, I I gotta get out here and do this haunted shit. You know what I mean? I can't be out here uh, rocking every weekend, so yeah. You know? It's a big month for me. And my kid turns 18 this month. Wild. Um, My only
1: child. I went to um, people who around Georgia and Atlanta know about Netherworld. Two years ago, before the pandemic, I took my son for the first time. And it was the first time I had been there. And then we went back last year. I mean, during the pandemic, we went there and, um, this shit's stressful.
0: <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. My kid hasn't even been there because he's, uh, I took him when he was kind of little to zombie farms and, uh, I guess I kind of ruined him he would not, he would not go again. I like, I'm still trying to get him to go to, uh, haunted things. We'll see if now that he's going to be 18, if he's up for it. <laughs> ah. yeah. So many things. I mean, I'm so disappointed about so many things that I've wanted to do that I'm not able to do this, this fall. I wanted to be able to go to the, uh, to the Monsters on the Mountain. And I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, but, hey, it's, it's awesome that they, you know, in, in this time where, you know, the people that put on the Monsters of Rock cruise, you know, they just haven't been able to do it, you know, for two years now. Did they do one last year? I don't know if they i don't know if they did it or if it got postponed because of the pandemic i don't remember i think i think they both two years in a row they haven't been able to do it and so that's people not being able to you know make money and they you know not being able to put these these concerts together with these bands that need to make money and so they've been really really smart to to branch out and find other ways to put these events together I really wanted to go and support it and see, and Jesus, you know, there's so many of these bands that we love and we're talking about that are going to play. Um, I just have to, uh, you know, keep it, keep it cool this year and we will, we'll see what we can do about, uh, going, if it, if it turns out to be a success and they want to do it next year, that'd be awesome. That's the kind of thing that I just want to like get an Airbnb. You know with some friends together and uh you know full bar or whatever and we just kind of go back and forth to the event we don't have to necessarily be stuck at the event you know what i mean and uh just have a really chill time being able to come back and shower or change clothes or whatever recover in some way uh that is i'm not a camper i don't go to festivals where i'm gonna have to camp that's just not me
1: I like to glamp I mean I like to camp too but we're going glamping so I'm um, pro glamping right now but man when you were talking I just remembered back to that just cracks me up her name is Rio and she likes being scared (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's so crazy like my <laughs> my kid is the one that like he was like that sounds like Rio and I was like oh my god you're right and so yeah now that's exactly what I'm singing like every time it's so funny
1: <laughs> well hell yeah um this is a hell of a lot of fun I like a lot of this stuff that we listen to there's um And I like Scared, too. I mean, it is is a fun track, like I said. I mean, uh, just was a little surprised revisiting that record this week. Um, I expected a lot of just macabre, scary theme songs. (laughs) And it's not that. They're like, you know, covering lots of different topics and then arguably creepy in some of them. But a lot of really good musicianship. And, um... Where are they even from? Did we did we say where they're from?
0: Austin, Texas.
1: Okay, hell yeah. So, fucking I enjoyed that. Um, well, we got picked out for the take them homes.
0: That's a, that's fun. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to keep it real on these closing tracks too. And it's it's pretty easy to like think of some songs. You know, like if you if you think about songs that always get played on classic rock this time of year or Wolves of London, you know, Bark at the Moon, you know, this and that. Um, I really wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper on some of these going out on songs. So today, I have, I I actually should have saved it for, um, a couple weeks from now, but I have a song by a band that I'm sure, you know, that, that this audience is familiar with, Fastway. Um, and, uh, they have a song... Called Trick or Treat. And I'm gonna play it. And the video, you guys, it's from the movie Trick or Treat.
1: So they're like a newer band?
0: It's, it's a different movie. It's the movie, Trick or Treat, that came out in 1986. Um. And, uh... It's the, it, the... This... This... Album... Their whole album was called Trick or Treat, and it's the soundtrack of that movie. And this... Song... This video is... A scene from the movie, but they also used it as their music video. So... There's obviously some backstory that we're going to be missing out on and if you haven't seen the 1986 movie, Trick or Treat, then perhaps you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? What's going on with this guy's face? That's how I feel. But, it's still <laughs> a good, it's a scary, yeah, hey, this is this video. And, what a sign of the times it is, you know what I
1: mean? I can't wait. Yeah, his face, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> He's just beating his leg. He's <laughs> so intense. He fucking means it.
1: I mean, it worked, because it got him going. <laughs>
0: He only needed that guitar for that.
2: <laughs> Is that
1: Christian Bale?
2: Whoa!
0: <laughs> For somebody who's obviously been fucked up in some way, he's really doing some gymnastics
2: on this stage.
0: His
1: choreography is impeccable. Yeah. Sammy, so he. Sammy so got killed. They brought him back.
0: It's kind of body snatcher.
1: They really dedicated a lot of this film to this yeah. concert. I mean, I guess
0: they were like, we're going to make our whole album your movie soundtrack, and we're going to be in your fucking movie.
1: The <laughs> entire song, and you're, you're not going to cut away. Like, you're going yeah. to abandon the plot. You're going to to play this entire song. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and really not even just play the song. It built up a long time before they started playing.
0: Everything that's going on as far as the movie plot is stopping for his this performance,
1: and he grabs the guitar back to solo,
2: and he solos with electricity, <laughs> and now he's killing bikes. <laughs> he's just burned
0: out. And people are still into it. They're still. Like,
1: we'll stand here and still support us. <laughs> they And the
2: fans is just
3: continuing. <laughs> 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 it's got a keyboard cool <laughs> sound.
1: He killed the giant. <laughs> he himself. Up. That's okay. So the Vinnie Vincent invasion video is not huh? the craziest video of all time. That is the craziest video I've ever seen. Uh
3: wow
0: benny vincent invasion like they just blew up other stuff they didn't blow up people or themselves
1: wow wow this movie i've got to see it now
0: 1986 trick-or-treat yeah back here i don't know if you guys have noticed it and if you weren't watching obviously if you're just listening on your streaming then you wouldn't have noticed obviously um but Do go look at us on YouTube, at the very least. And appreciate how, in the background today, I've been running this Silver Shamrock commercial all day. Don't forget to tune in at 9 o'clock on on Halloween for the giveaway. And have your mask on, so that uh, you can win the grand prize. (laughs) Woo whoop! anyway halloween 3 season of the witch that's my favorite halloween movie uh deal with it you know what i mean i'm an evil clown so halloween man we're in we're here for it and we fucking love it and we can't get enough of it like i i'm like looking at myself just feeling like maybe this is what my lips look like now maybe i just wear my lipstick like this now maybe i need to wear a red nose just in my daily life i'm i'm feeling it um i've never been a clown before but i think it really works for me um i think Vinny is killing it with this wig um giving you uh the ring marilyn manson now
1: i'm now i'm nuno bettencourt yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's that's who I'm, I've evolved to. Towards the end of the episode, I'm Nuno Bettencourt. It would have been cool if your
0: like nails were suddenly like painted black, and you just had your guitar, and you launching them, no, you know, more than words. I could have. Okay, so next week, Vinny will not be here. Sorry unfortunately um he's got a he's got a real life that he has to attend to sometimes i never do i'm always here for you you can count on me every time uh <laughs> i don't want to jinx myself but i am going to be joined my, by my friend J. Trey, and we're going to do a magical uh night of uh murder ballads is that what we're calling it we're gonna talk about a, a, at least a couple. I'm definitely finding more. Um, uh, and we're, we're pretty much basing the episode around Motley Crue's You're All I Need and Guns N' Roses is, I uh, used to love her. Um, drop some comments down below if you can think of other songs about killing your old lady that will work for this episode. In the meantime, you know that I'm up for the task. I'm up for that challenge challenge accepted i will find more um i'm really excited about his theme song he's really getting experimental with this one (laughs) i can't wait for you guys to hear it too um and he's gonna he's gonna help us out on the following week's theme song too just to kind of give any a little bit of a break help him get a little bit more caught up and ahead of things come at this stuff from the from the front instead of always getting it from the back (laughs) (laughs)
1: I heard a girl earlier that like some guy was talking about being a backdoor man she's like well how about we start at the front door and work on the mail slot and we'll see what (laughs) 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 happens
0: oh when my grandma passed away I didn't keep many of her things uh, but I was allowed to kind of choose what I wanted from what was there And she had this weird old sign it was like it's a painted like goose or something like that like a wood sign that you'd get at some kind of flea market or something like that that old ladies would have and on it it says back door guests are best and uh so i was just like yep i'm taking that one and everybody just laughed because they knew that i'm just being a dirty old idiot you know making something dirty out of my grandma's sign. But I have that. And if I had a back door right now, it would be it would be hanging up right next to it. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> Tune in next week. It's going to be really interesting and exciting. Uh, we're going to be costumed. It's going to be Halloween again. Um, you got to see all the cool, fun stuff I'm going to put into this shit. Um, and it's going to be great all month long. Join us on Patreon to watch along and see all of the stuff that we're doing. It's only $5 a month. It really helps us out, really supports the show and helps us kind of upgrade things and keep things moving along. Um, What else? Buy yourself a shirt. It's the coolest costume to wear this holiday season. is a wet t-shirt podcast logo shirt. Uh, Yeah. Woo. Uh, Next week. (laughs) (laughs)
3: waha <laughs> <laughs>